This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast. Hello, welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast, health, fitness and wellbeing for busy professionals. I'm your host, Leanne Spencer. And my guest this week is David Horn. And full disclosure, David and I uh, work together in a coaching capacity. And I've also, I've known him for a couple of years. I met him at... Um, a brand accelerator or business accelerator that he and I were both on. He's a very driven guy, um, very charismatic, um, and I think you're going to get a lot from from this particular episode. We talk about purpose and intent. So when I met David, he was really, really clear on why he wanted to change his health, and he shares that intent with you early on in the episode. We also talk about holistic health, about work-life blend, and what that means to David, and how he makes that blend happen. Of course, it's not always perfect. Uh, how he makes most of his time available to exercise and he'll share a few tips and tricks on how to get real bang for buck in a short space of time and finally how he balances recovery with life load so how he makes sure that he doesn't um, burn out which is an experience he had a few years ago um, a bit more about david he's a cfo and he works with several founder-led businesses he's done a number of things in the past including being a wine merchant but really what he does now is works with hands-on entrepreneurs to help them achieve their ambitions and his experience covers all stages of growing businesses from startup to managing rapid growth all the way through to exit, including privately held and privately uh, equity backed and AIM listed companies in media, online, technology and the support services sectors. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, sit back and enjoy 30 minutes of listening to how David hit his goals and continues to do so by staying super focused on his intent. Enjoy. David Horn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. So just a little bit of context then for our listeners. You and I have worked together for a while and we, we met a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, so we know each other, but this is a conversation around really your intent um, and how you were so focused on that, that it's made what you've done um, very focused. And I'm really interested to talk about that, about the demands you've got on your lifestyle, what being fit in a holistic sense means to you and how all of that, but underpinned by this strong sense of, of why, if you like, why am I trying to make changes, has yeah. really enabled you to take better control of your health, of your personal life, of your business career. So, um, you know, I'm really excited to, to have you on, but let's start with that intent. Talk to us about, okay. about so, what that is. Cool. Okay. So over the course of probably the last couple of years, I've... Um, Kind of been trying to figure out life and what it's all about, and 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 one of the really cool things is is about a year ago I came to articulate two life goals of mine, um, and one of them is that I want to live to be 101 years old so that I can celebrate my wife's and my 80th wedding anniversary. Mm, love it. Um, I'm very lucky. I met my wife when I was 17. We got married when I was 21. So. Um, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm 55 now, and I think, uh, you know, I've got another 46 years to go, so therefore I need to be fit and healthy. Mm. And um, it was really kind of coming around that. If I look back on my adult life over the last 20-odd years, um, I'm, 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 I'm someone who enjoys food and drink, um, not overly, but I definitely enjoy it, and I've always carried sort of 10 or 15 kilos of more weight than I need to. And it was really working with a life coach that I'm talking with about that whole thing that I thought, okay, I really need to 
take my health into my own hands and, and, and really come to have a clear picture on why it's important for me uh, linked to those that, that, that life goal in particular um, and, and make it something that's for me. Um, and it's interesting. I've 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 been on diets. I've I've been on fitness regimes. I've lost ten kilos. I've put ten kilos back on. I've done that probably three or four times over the course of the last twenty years. And I think if I look at it, it's because kind of deep inside me, I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it because I'd been cajoled by other people, and that that there was I don't know. Whereas now. You know, when 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 you and I sat down and 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 had that first conversation about it, and 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 you were very clear on, you know, I remember you asked me two questions. Number one, why is this important to you? And perhaps more importantly, number two, why is it important to you now? Mm. And it was through the articulation of of how that links to these life goals that it just made so much sense, and it's clearly something that I'm doing for me and I, I don't mean that in a selfish way but i mean that in a way that it has meaning to me mm. and in a way that for instance yesterday i was out with a client and we stopped in a cafe and they had wonderful freshly baked flapjacks and i looked at them and i thought wow that looks good and then i thought yeah it does look good but i don't need it yeah yeah and, and at that moment in time do you do you think of that goal at that moment in time, absolutely. I thought this this would be, and it was interesting. I was I was chatting with with my client that I was with, and I, I I told them about it and told them about the work that you and I are doing, and I said, you know, a year ago I would have I would have unquestionably had one of those flapjacks, and if they were good, I might even have had two. But now I would just be cheating myself, mm. and and that was quite that was quite impactful. You know, to, to, to have that kind of a realization. And, and as, as you know, I've been away on holiday for a month. And um, um, I go back to Canada every summer to visit my family. That's where I grew up. And um, every year when I go back to Canada, I put on five kilos. Well, this year I didn't. Um, I put on less than a kilo. And in fact, a week after being back, I was back below the weight that I was when I went to Canada. Mm. And that again that it just links to having this purpose and having having this reason that is so deeply aligned with my own life goals and and and, and fits so clearly and 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 again as you know we've we've just set another goal that i'm working towards now and and i have every confidence that i'll get there because it makes perfect sense to me yeah it does i think that that is if there's any degree of ambivalence with a life goal, um, let's let's talk about health goals because that's the context of this conversation. I believe this. If there's any degree of ambivalence, the odds of success are rapidly diminished. You have to be really laser focused, and that doesn't mean never putting a foot wrong, um, but it, it does mean just super focused on that goal. And the way that works for me, my, one of my goals is sugar and making sure that that's a, it's pretty low. Um, and I've got a three token rule. So I can have three things, which is a pan chocolat or a flapjack or whatever it might be, three things a week, but that's it. And I'm super yep. focused on my intent and my purpose, but it's a little element of permissiveness because life is for living. Um, Absolutely. And that works really well for me. But if there's any ambivalence, and I've had this before around sugar, it just doesn't work. You can't sustain it. It's so important to have that laser focus 
Um, and Definitely. And it, it, there's, there's something else you mentioned there, which is life is for living. And one of the things that I've found so, so much better working with you, and I don't mean this in a salesy way, but just one of the things that really works for me is it's okay to have treats for every now and then, you know, I, 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 my wife and I drink wine three times a week, just at the weekend, but, you know, kind of cut it out during the week. Um, one of the, one of the things that I've done in, in the nutritional work that we did together is that I identified that actually, um, bread and I don't go well together, but I love toast with peanut butter on it. It's a very Canadian thing. Um, and so once a week, when I do my weigh-in, if I've lost weight, I reward myself with having two pieces of toast on Sunday morning. Yeah. And, and you know, that gives me the added motivation to make sure that, you know, make sure that I hit my goals because I want that reward. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And, 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 and it's really interesting because I used to have my toast, God, sometimes I'd have it every day. And, and, and from the DNA stuff that we did, it was so clear that, you know, that wasn't the right thing for me and my body. Um, and by cutting it out to just once a week, it's, it's made a huge difference. Mm. And yet I've still got the treat. So it's not like I'm thinking, oh, God, Leanne's told me I can't do this and it's horrible and I hate it. It's absolutely fine. And, and actually, I, even, I, I look forward to it more because it's a treat now as opposed to an everyday thing. Yeah. It's all about blending these things into your lifestyle. Uh, it doesn't need to be super strict. And as, as you know, and our, our philosophy is that health is a long game. You just need some patience. Small changes yeah. add up. Um, sometimes yeah. it's just the minimal effective dose. What is the absolute smallest thing that you could change right now? Then just change that. And that can Correct. be effective over time. Correct. Uh, this podcast is aimed at busy professionals, as you know, and I would definitely categorize you as one of those. Just talk yep. a little bit about, about you and the demands that you have in your lifestyle. What is it that you do? So I, um, <clears throat> what is it that I do? I, I, um, my background, I, I trained as a chartered accountant with PwC and I worked in corporate for many years. And, and then for the last 15 years, I've worked pretty much exclusively with entrepreneurs um, and working with them, helping them to raise money and grow their businesses, make acquisitions, make disposals, put companies together, kind of a lot of financial engineering. Um, what I like to refer to as the sexy end of accountancy. Um, and, and I do that today with half a dozen businesses. And, you know, some of them I'm in for a day or two a week and some of them I'm at the end of the phone when they need me and then all of a sudden you know two or three will need me at the same time and it gets very very busy um but I you know I love what I do and and and, and I really enjoy it and I wouldn't have it any other way but there are times when it can get really really hectic and crazy um and again it's at times like that where just having having created the clarity in my mind um, about why I'm doing what I'm doing in terms of my fitness and health it makes it so much easier because in the old days when I got busy, I just ate a lot. Mm. And, and, you know, and it's interesting. And one of the things that we discovered from my, um, from my DNA um, is that my body reacts reasonably well to intermittent fasting. Um, and so there are a couple of days a week where I'll get up in the morning and I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll have tea during the day. Um, 
and I won't eat anything until the evening, but I'm absolutely fine doing that. And, and even when I'm crazy busy, it's like, I'm okay. And actually, that, 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 that brings up another idea. Um, I've always been a big tea drinker, but one of the things that you suggested was that I switch from kind of normal builder's tea to, uh, you know, non, non-caffeinated or much less yes. uh, uh, consumption of caffeinated teas. And now I drink almost exclusively herbal teas. And it, it's funny, I used to have this attitude that herbal teas weren't real teas, but I, I love herbal tea now. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's small, small shifts. Um... It had just taken the caffeine out, so it's a lot of the caffeine, or even 50% of the caffeine out of your diet. It's all these little things. I mean, have you, what, we talk about this sort of aggregation of marginal gains, so it's changing lots of things in a small way to get this, this yeah. bigger effect. What are some of the small things that have really worked for you? Um, so number one, as I said, was, was, was the redu- reduction of bread. Yeah. Um, number two, um, substituting vegetables for fruit. I've always been a, a, a lover of fruit and I still am, but um, instead of having three or four portions of fruit a day, now I'll have one and instead I'll have three or four additional portions of veg. Yep. Um, and I know you tell me I, you, you, you'd ideally like me to have eight or nine portions of veg and I'm, I'm working towards <laughs> it, but some days it's hard. Yeah. But, but definitely uh, eating a lot more veg and, um, and, and, Things like, I mean, I've, I've, I've always been someone who, you know, eats proper food, like not manufactured food. Um, but it was interesting. I used to, I used to do a, a, a smoothie with um, protein powder. Um, and from the discussions with you, um, I've taken that out and I don't do a smoothie with protein powder. I now do a smoothie with um, eggs, spinach, one banana, because I like my banana and it gives good consistency um and um and flax and cinnamon and that was a really cool one that you told me Mm. um and and cinnamon's good because i like the flavor of cinnamon and also um i had no idea but you you pointed out and it's absolutely true that cinnamon is also really good for just kind of keeping hunger at bay yep and insulin levels as well ah okay i didn't know that yeah it's it's good for that so yeah i mean there's it's just small things isn't it that just just have an overall effect which can be really it, quite it powerful. absolutely is and in, in fact you know if someone said well and 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 you know i mean we've been working together for what five months mm. and i've lost 10 kilos and it's not been a case of you know oh my god you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't have wine and you can't have whatever um it's more a case of just it's it's being more aware and it's being more attuned to the kinds of things that are good to have. So if I'm, if I'm out for a lunch, um, I'll eat more fish because my body responds well to fish and, I, and, and all of the, you know, the fatty omega-3s and 6s and all of that. Mm. Um, and, you know, I used to eat more meat and now I eat more fish and that's good. Um, and I always make sure that I get vegetables as, as a side. Um, and every now and then, uh, if I'm feeling right for it, um, you know, I'll still treat myself with the dessert, um, but I don't need to, you know, and, and some days I do and some days I don't, and, and that's cool. Mm. And again, it's, it's that ability to, to link it back to goals that mean something at a very, very deep level to me. Yeah. Because it makes it so much easier to just make that decision and it's not even a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. 
And how much has being physically fitter and leaner affected your performance, whether that's energy at the weekend or, or in terms of the business? What effect has that had? I, I think I think it's um, it, it, my energy levels are higher. I mean, I've always been a fairly high energy person, but I find I find I burn out less. Mm-hmm. Um, I find I've got more kind of um, sustainable levels of energy. Um, uh, and, you know, again, one of the things that you recommended was was the aura ring. Um, which I wear every day and, you know, track and, and, and look at my, you know, my recovery and look at my activity levels. And, you know, it's a really good reminder to just keep in touch and, and, and see where you're doing. It's, it's kind of cool. The other day I happened to be out doing a lot of walking and, and I think we got up to 12 kilometers of walking in total that day. And that was, that was the highest day I'd had in over a month. And the ring sent me a little note saying, you know, Oh, well done. You just hit your, you know, your highest, uh, energy level you know and just little reinforcements like that that are quite cool yeah um and i think you know it it gives me the clarity it gives me it gives me the ability in my business to stay really really focused for extended periods of time and also and this is one of the things i like about the ring and i've got the reminders set up on my phone so a little thing comes up and it says time to stretch your legs for a bit. And I'll be in the middle of a two or three hour meeting and I'll just stand up and walk around the room. Um, <laughs> and, and that just, you know, it, 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 it gets the blood flow going. It gets, it gets all of the, whatever the chemicals and, you know, brain things going. Um, I, I remember years ago, uh, one, of, one of my favorite expressions that came out of a big meeting was this guy was saying that um, he, he ran big conferences and stuff. And he always said that, um, attention span is inversely proportionate to the flow of blood to your buttocks. Yes, I absolutely agree. So, you know, every, and, and all of my clients now know that, you know, if I get a little ping up on my phone and it says time to stretch your legs, I just get up and walk around. I'm still paying complete attention. In fact, I'm probably even more focused because I'm not kind of just getting, you know, sleepy or anything. Mm. And what else do you do to stay active? Um, mostly walking. Um, I do some fitness, uh, like exercise routines. Um, and one of the things again, that I really like about what we've done is, is you've given me routines that I can do in my garden. So I don't have to get in the car and drive 20 minutes to the gym and fight to get a parking space and queue up at the gym and all of that rubbish. I just go into my back garden for half an hour and do a workout and that's done. Um, and so, you know, in terms of being able to fit that into my lifestyle, that, 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 that decision alone um, has just been huge. Sorry, there's a big helicopter flying overhead for some reason. Um, but that, that, okay, good. That decision alone has been has 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 been huge because, you know, fitting it into your lifestyle. Well, it's 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 a no-brainer. I just I get up in the morning and I go out and I do a little workout in the garden. Mm. It's also nice to be outside, you know. And again, we've talked about that. I know sort of the health benefits of just being outside and natural sunlight and all that, I guess, as, as autumn approaches, sunshine might be something less similar. Yeah. Just getting outside, I mean, for, for anyone listening in, if, if you're thinking about how, how can you can be more active within the confines of a busy lifestyle, you know, as, as David said, just getting out there for a few minutes and just, just spending some time in, in the natural light first thing in the morning, has got huge health benefits. If you can get a little bit of sunshine, that's another one. Just breathing in some fresh air, listening to birdsong, having that start to your day can be so therapeutic. 
and exercise, you know, David, as you've said, doesn't have to be big chunks of time. And I think that, that was a bit revelation to you. And often is it to was. people. Um, it, you, a common mistake I see is that people think they need an hour. Um, and if I've got to get to the gym, do an hour, get back, that's two hours. I haven't got time for that. Actually, I think you, you've found that sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, I mean, maybe talk through a Tabata. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So a Tabata is um, uh, it's when you do you you uh, so there's an, an app that you can get on your phone that sets it all up. But basically, you do one particular exercise as many times as you can for thirty seconds, and then you take a ten second rest, and then you do it again. And uh, depending on the length of your workout, you can do either four sets or six sets or eight sets. Um, and it really, really, you know, by the time you're on those last sets, you can really feel that it's been working the muscles because it's it's focused and concentrated, but because you get a little break in between, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what, what, what you can achieve. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes when you, when you're doing, particularly when you're doing the eight step ones, I remember that, that one workout we did before I went on holiday. And, and I mean, by the end of that, my legs just felt like jelly. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it's a really effective way of, 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 of getting a lot of exercise um and you know depending on the length of time you've got you know if i've if i've only got 15 minutes i'll i'll do a tabata of three different exercises if i've got a half an hour i'll do uh, i'll do uh, i'll do the eight tabata and and maybe do four or five exercises mm. the other the other thing um the other thing that's been really helpful i i've always been someone to stretch at the end of my workouts but i used to stretch for maybe five or 10 seconds on each thing. And you said, no, no, you should do it for 30 seconds on each thing. So again, using that Tabata timer thing, I've set up a stretch routine now. Um, and so that at the end of every workout, um, I have 11 different stretching exercises that I do and I do them each for 30 seconds. Mm. And that's fabulous because stretching is just so good in terms of, you know, working out the lactic acid and, and, and making sure that the next day your muscles don't hurt or, or, or hurt less. Um, cause on, on, on days like that day, when, when we did all that leg work, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll admit for the next two or three days, my legs were pretty sore, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it all works out. But like I've, I've, I, when I was working out on, on, on the weekend and I did my exercise routine at the end, and then I got up on, uh, yesterday morning and sure I could feel that the legs were a little bit stiff, but they didn't hurt. Yeah. That, that 30 second, I, I think that was a, a, that was another big realization for me was, the benefits of stretching for 30 seconds. Yeah, and most people are undercut on the stretching. That, that leads me into something else I was going to talk to you about, which is recovery, because I know in the past you've suffered from chronic stress um, yeah. and you, you know, pay a lot of attention to your health now to make sure that doesn't happen again. But what are the kind of things that you do for recovery? Stretching is one of them, but what else do you do to stay balanced? Um, well, it's, it, it, it's interesting. It's it, In a way, it's almost a, 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 an exercise thing, but like my wife and I go for a walk every evening. Um, and that's, that's really good because it allows us to connect. You know, we're not, we're not out there sort of power walking or anything. It's just a nice walk we have around the neighborhood. It takes about, I don't know, half an hour. Um, but it's a nice kind of, it's an opportunity to reconnect. It's an opportunity to just kind of unwind and let go. Um, the other things that I do for recovery, I like to meditate from time to time, mm -hmm. um, and just just sort of relax. Uh, the the there's the 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 sleep staircase that I'm still kind of 
working out in my head how that one works. Um, but just, that one's just talk, talk us through the sleep staircase. So this is where um, you gradually, over the course of your evening, prepare yourself for getting ready for bed. So it might be that, you know, when you come home after work, you change into some loose and comfortable clothing. Um, that you know you don't have uh, a double espresso at 9 p.m. before you go to bed. That mm. you, you know, try to try to phase out. Um, things like working on the computer and stuff, or if you're going to do that, then make sure you have time after, you know, if for instance, I've got a busy client thing on and I've got something I have to get done. So I'm working on the computer when I'm done that I'll take some time to just kind of calm down and maybe just sit and read quietly, not watch TV. Cause again, that's, that's, you know, that interactive, but just sort of gradually taking yourself to a place where at each step you take, down that staircase you're getting closer and closer to being ready to sleep yeah yeah uh, it's uh, it's a great concept and it's i put it into practice every single evening to some degree or another but i'll mm. link to that in the show notes along with some of the other things we've talked about what do you use for meditation by the way well i used to use um i used to use an app called uh headspace mm -hmm. <clears throat> um and but I've, I've, I've actually found that having done, I mean, I, I used Headspace for probably, I mean, not every day, but I used the app for probably about a year and a half. Um, I did get up at one point to 180 days of meditation in a row using the app. So I've done many of the things that are on Headspace, but I, I kind of developed, I kind of developed the tools and techniques so that I could just do it myself. Right. And so, you know, when things get busy, um, and, and it's remarkable, I know the guy who runs Headspace talks about this and he talks about how you can do it on the go. But I actually find now, if I'm coming home at the end of a busy day on the tube, um, if I can get a seat, it's, it's a bit harder when you're standing, but if I can get a seat, I can just take five or 10 minutes and just drop into a meditative space, completely tone out everything else that's going on around me um, and and just kind of calm and and just enable myself to just be at peace. Um, I also do a lot of reading around mindfulness and I think that helps too and just you know being present and 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 um, and and not you know not letting the ups and downs of life overwhelm you. Hmm. And how do you do that? Is it through mindfulness, through being present? And how it's do, through how being, do you do it? Yeah, I guess it's it's through being present. Um, I've got a number of different things that I watch on 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 YouTube or on TED, um, and and have read a lot of books around it, and have just I don't know. I guess I've just kind of developed my own my own thing that works for me. Hmm. Um, and it's things like even even if something's happening to me and I get really worked about it, I'm I'm able to acknowledge that I'm getting worked up about it without enabling it to become a crazy storm inside of my head. Um, and you know how sometimes you it, it, it's kind of like that. You know, you my my favorite example is you know you you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and something's spinning around your head and you're going oh my god oh my god oh my god. And I've, I've learned some tricks that enable me to acknowledge 
that that thing's spinning around my, in my head, but actually to step beyond it, if you will. Mm. Yeah. And I find that I find that really helpful just just to have the ability to to stay calm. Um, and it's interesting because I, as I said earlier, I've always been a very highly energetic kind of person. Um, and it's really only in the last few years that I've kind of found these tips and, and, and tricks and things, but, but they're really, really useful at the end of the day to just have that ability to kind of put the busyness of the day to one side and, and just kind of reconnect with yourself and, and, and move on to, you know, move from work life to home life. Yes. And I love that disconnect and reconnect that, that principle. And, uh, in fact, an episode three or four weeks ago, which again, I'll link to in the show notes, talks about when I went off to a shepherd's hut for a few days and disconnected from tech and from the busyness of life and reconnected with nature and books and various other things. And, mm. and I think to come back to energy as well, sometimes our greatest strength is also our greatest weakness. And certainly for myself, and we've had similar experiences with chronic stress and burnout, but that, that, that volume of energy, the amount of energy that I have sometimes can work against me because it can... It can allow you to power past all the warning signs um, of, hang on a minute, you know, you're, you're becoming a little bit more irritable or actually you're making some mistakes or you're overdoing it. The body's sending warning signs and you're just, just bulldozing through them. Well, I sometimes think the energy can be a double-edged sword, um, which is why it's so important to disconnect and, and to reconnect to see how you're really feeling. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I think back to, um, I think back to a situation a little over a year ago. Um, and I, I, um, we had friends visiting and we, we, we were having a wonderful time. And then we did something a little bit silly with, uh, moving plants around the garden and I, I hurt my back. Um, or, or, or more specifically, I, I, I pulled my left hip flexor muscle. Um, and, um, that's a very painful thing to do. Um, mm. that was a great way of the body saying, hang on, you've done something wrong here. <laughs> um, oh, which, yes, which leads me on to, um, to one other thing that I do. Um, and I know you and I have talked about, um, once a month I have a one an hour, um, uh, massage from a prof professional masseuse. Mm. And, um, in fact, I have that this afternoon. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, and, and that's that's a wonderful thing to do. And for anyone who is um, is busy and gets stressed out, um, I would highly, highly recommend um, having a massage um, as a way to just relax and be calm. And, and in fact, in in the context of that mindfulness thing, what, what I now do when I'm lying on the, the, the massage table, um, you know, it's, it's, it's reasonably dark in the, in the studio and there's that soft kind of mood music on. And so I, I kind of shut my eyes and, and phase out the music or just kind of have the music wash over me. And I actually try and concentrate on what's happening in my body at the time. And so, um, Christina, who's, who's, um, the masseuse that I use, you know, she might be working a particular, maybe there's a knot in my shoulder or, or she's doing something in my, in my, in my, in my quads or something like that. And she's just working it. And I'll really, 
I'll really work hard to just really feel what is going on and what is she doing and, and, and how does that feel? And, and it's quite interesting because what I've discovered is in so, sometimes when she's working something that's maybe a bit sore, instead of wincing and thinking, oh, that hurts, by, by, by focusing my attention on it, I actually, I'm more relaxed because I'm experiencing what's happening. And so it might be that, I don't know, let's, let, let's say I've, I've, I've got a knot in my shoulder. And so she's working that and it, it you know, knots in your shoulder can be painful. Um, but instead of thinking, Oh, that hurts. I'll just think, okay, so she's working this through and this is how I feel. And this is, these are the senses that are going from my shoulder down my back. And just being aware of all of that kind of stuff kind of, yeah, really really connecting just with your body and not paying you know with your eyes closed with your ears kind of tuned out to that mood music that just washes over you hmm. my main concentration is is and 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 all of my brain's focus is is on that sense of touch yeah as opposed to anything else yeah and unfortunately we're out of time but that's a great place to leave it because i think what you've just summarized there is the power of what you've been able to achieve the focus um, being yep. present, um, using breathing to, to change your physiology, whether that's in response to pain in massage or to anything else. Um, I think there, you know, normally I'd ask you to sort of summarize some of the things that you could leave listeners with as tips, but I think, I think you've done it there. Um, okay. And I just want to acknowledge you as well for having that clarity of, of purpose and for everything you've achieved up to now. It's, it's been great, great to witness. Uh, Thank you. For anyone listening, if you want to, to go through those same three questions that David has, I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, we share our seven secrets of successful health transformation and we'll ask you three powerful questions. What is your intent? Why do you want it? And why do you want it now? So I'll link to all of that in the show notes. Um, David, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, help us to reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate that and it would help us to spread the good word even further. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next show.